Ruth was hosting a cast and crew screening in Soho for Hurt, the drama series she'd been working on for the past five years. It was in one of those small, underground viewing theatres in a muse, out of the rain, down narrow dingy stairs, then into a brightly lit bar. Secret, but cosy. Laughter and the promise of gin. In the ladies, she applied lipstick and blusher, threw on a flame-red scarf to enliven her dark jacket, then rehearsed her warm, knowing, mother-of-the-show smile. She loved these events. Fifty or sixty of the actors, technicians, and production team were expected, not bad for a wet Tuesday in October. They'd come to celebrate the series before it ventured out into an uncertain world of critics and audience ratings. On nights like these, budget crises, overruns, and shouting matches were a distant memory, but the reflex intimacy of the group remained. She worked the room, hugging, laughing, and gossiping until it was time to start. Then she stepped onto a small stage, raised her glass, and waited for the crowd to quieten. She told them how brilliant they all were, how they'd made something groundbreaking and timely. In a moment, we're going to show the first episode. But before that, here's to Hurt and to all of you. Thank you. I'm so proud. Loud applause. Then everyone swarmed towards the screening room. Ruth picked up fragments of chatter and caught her name. Don't you just love her? Makes you feel valued. Not like most of them nowadays. I know. She slowed her pace and listened, amused and flattered. Gives directors and writers their heads, fights for projects, and shows up when the shit hits the fan. Most execs steer well clear. Yeah, committed, but she's a good laugh. The stories. Been around for decades. Then, sotto voce, but she caught it. Early fifties, I reckon. No, older. I worked with her on the first series of Casualty, back in the day. Used to be so ravishing. That long hair and those eyes. Almost Italian. Lovely bone structure even now. But ravages of time <laughs> comes to us all, though, doesn't it? Unless you take steps to turn back the clock. Right, and she's not the type, is she? Ruth lifted her head and hurried on, chiding herself for her vanity. She knew what they saw. She remembered the moment she'd first noticed the shift, four years ago in central London. She and Lauren had stopped to buy coffees from a cart. The baristas, men in their mid-twenties, checked out her nubile, taut-fleshed elder daughter and began to flirt. Ruth joined in the banter, smiling and laughing. But they ignored her, as if she wasn't there. She'd taken her sexual attractiveness for granted for more than three decades. Then suddenly it was gone. Something in her extinguished. Her dark brown hair was veined with silver, and she wore it up now. Her skin was losing its elasticity and drooped like uncooked pastry over the bones of her face. No monthly surge of hormones came to rescue and rejuvenate her. Her moon had set for good. Not menopaused, 
finished, over. She minded, and the minding came as a surprise. She shook her head in an attempt to dislodge the thoughts and recover her equilibrium, then found a seat in the theater, halfway back in the middle of a row next to Bella. Late forties, lots of cleavage, blonde and still very visible. The two of them had worked together at the BBC, and six years ago they'd started Morab Films, a small but respected independent drama company with three successful series to its name. Bella squeezed Ruth's hand. Lovely speech, darling. Well done. Been a bit of a marathon, this one, hasn't it? <laughs>